0: Okay, hello, and welcome to the latest episode of Remote Possibilities, the podcast that explores the promise and the perils of distance learning. I'm your host, Kevin Hogan, and I'm glad you found us. With us today is Jenna Draper, founder and evangelist of CatchOn, a company designed to support teaching and learning through the smarter use of data and technology. Jenna is a two-time EdTech founder and entrepreneur with a strong background in business. By the time she graduated from college, she had already consulted for a multi-million dollar company, making her one of the youngest Fortune 500 consultants. In 2016, she founded Catch On to help districts meet and adapt to changing instructional needs and trends through the use of real-time data and cutting edge technology. CatchOn is a user-friendly data analytics tool that compiles real-time data on every device at home and school that enable school districts to make data informed decisions about the apps and online tools their educators and students are using. In 2018, Catch On joined forces with ENA, a leading provider of comprehensive technology solutions to education institutions and libraries across the nation. Collectively, Catch On and ENA leverage their respective resources and expertise to deliver critical services and solutions that help school districts produce positive outcomes in the communities they serve. And Jenna, uh, you and I usually see each other in a ballroom B of a Marriott in some cool t- city like San Francisco or Austin uh, speaking face to face, but this is better than nothing, right?
1: It's better than nothing, yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> so good to see you and thank you for taking the time to, to join me today in Remote Possibilities. Uh, I've been having dozens of these conversations uh, uh, with all kinds of different ed tech companies, but I was really uh, happy to be able to, to get your time because I think the type of work specifically that you do at Catch-On um, probably has some really interesting perspectives on the transformation of whatever's happening. But I usually end up, I, I start these conversations with the where were you when. So March 13th, that that Good Friday for a lot of school district officials seems to be the day that their minds exploded and the new world began? When, when was it for, for you?
1: So March, if you want to know where I was on March 13th, I was literally a month away from giving birth to my first baby. <laughs> uh, so I had quite a bit of things on my mind at that Ray. point. Like, is my husband going to be in the delivery room with me? Am I going oh. to have family? Um, but yeah, it was, it was definitely a very interesting time, especially in the business that is in.
0: Yeah. So talk a little bit about that. Um, I call it uh, BP, before pandemic. Uh, we're, we're in DP right now during pandemic and can't wait to get to <laughs> after pandemic. Yeah. But um, talk a little bit about the work that you did before uh, before the world changed.
1: Yeah, so, you know, Catch On was essentially designed to help the world during this pandemic before we ever knew that this was even, you know, a remote possibility. I mean, it's, right. it's absolutely crazy how this all has transpired and, um, you know, we definitely, our hearts go out to the school districts who are having to navigate these intense times. Um, you know, when I started Catch On, the entire purpose behind it was to help school districts be able to leverage the power of technology. And really, I I had this dream that, you know, maybe it was a pipe dream at the time, and now it's kind of coming to fruition, for better or for worse, that, um, you know, how a student learns and understanding how they learn would be just as important, if not more important, than the scores that they were receiving. And so now we're really seeing the emphasis on engagement as a metric of you know a student's success and a student's attendance and various other metrics that we could have never even imagined you know pre-pandemic or you know before pandemic.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, some of the conversations I've been having with uh, directors of technology, especially kind of progressive, uh, innovative districts, they're almost a little guilty when they say you know this is like the moment I've been waiting for. All these years, I've wanted to start a one-to-one program. I've wanted to start remote learning aspects, all these various sort of techniques, uh, which were always kind of pushed away because, well, that will cost too much, or why do we need to do that? And now all of a sudden they need to do that. Is that your experience? Have you seen with uh, a lot of your customers?
1: Yeah, you know, it's definitely, it depends on who you talk to, of course. You know, there are are some districts who are really, really struggling because, this is forcing them to make decisions that they were never really prepared and set up uh, infrastructurally to make and and to to support so it's it's, some districts are really trying to just grapple at the the perspective of just getting connectivity much less being able to monitor and manage um, you know engagement as as a metric of of students attendance and asynchronous and synchronous learning so i mean it's it's really just kind of across the spectrum of what we're seeing right now Um, it is interesting though, that you say that that you know it's kind of created an opportunity. and that's that's how I've looked at it too, and um, I I've, I've really think that it's um, you know it's, it's forced us to go down a new, almost like a paradigm shift of how teaching and learning is is occurring. Um, and you know we're all kind of still fumbling and trying to find our way through this as companies, as school districts, as you know states. Um, everyone's still trying to get their hands around it, yeah. but, um, you know, we believe with Catch On and with ENA that, um, connectivity and data analytics are, are really the cornerstones of how we can help this transition occur most efficiently.
0: I know that, uh, I think it was really early on, maybe the, the middle of April, uh, and you released some data that, that you had, uh, are you as a company continuing to, to do those trackings and, uh, Oh Yeah. Can you let us in on uh, any insights uh, lately?
1: <laughs> you know, I will. I will have to defer the question. I'll have to get back to you on that because there's a lot happening behind the scenes, as you yeah. can imagine. We've got districts, even states, asking us for this data in aggregate, and you know, we're just trying to find the best, most effective way to do this. Yeah. Um, but but what we released in April was really really interesting. Um, looking at how the different um, apps were being used, and how many apps were in use, and how those trends were kind of occurring across this extended school day. Yeah. Um, I found it most interesting that I feel like what's happening is that with students, with if you saw the, the trending report that we put out, um, a lot of students were utilizing the evening hours as, as kind of their means of, of engaging online and, yeah. and actually attending the school day yeah. and what's interesting is it could be because the parents were home and they were able to support um and facilitate that learning mm. or it could be that the students just want to learn that way right. so we're kind of getting like a, a true glimpse into how students want to learn um and kind of this technology is able to help them meet them where they're at
0: yeah i mean it really it, it's Um, there's been so much destruction, right? I mean, the the Mm -hmm. destruction of of the way in which classes were created and the way the day um, was created for students to go from one to the other. Yeah. And now, I mean, I have two beta testers here. Uh, My two youngest are in in high (laughs) school uh, in Zoom rooms right across the hallway here, Uh (laughs) engaged in learning. Um, And it's truly project-based, right? I mean, there's another phrase, project-based learning
1: was yeah. always this kind
0: of this concept um and and now here we are we're we're thrust into it right
1: well you know in this this generation of students are are a much more entrepreneurial group i mean even my generation is kind of the start and the catalyst but yeah. um you know the the younger generations my siblings are in college right now they used to be much younger than me now the the gap is feeling a little smaller <laughs> but it's closing in on me right <laughs> Um, but, you know, they're in college and the, the kids who are in K-12 right now, I mean, we're only going to see students who are going towards, um, you know, having to be entrepreneurial, having these, um, you know, side gigs or um, kind of consulting type arrangements. Like my husband has has a small company as well. So, you know, these kids, I think what's really interesting about how this is kind of forcing them to shift how and when they learn is really it's kind of creating more of what life after college really looks like. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Because yeah. we create these constraints around K twelve and then to college about these, you know, eight to five or whatever the hours are. But the reality is most jobs don't end at five anymore. Right. And especially right. if you're a contractor or you're an entrepreneur or you own your own business or, you know, kind of that that next shift of where students are going to end up going in this new economy of learners. Yep. know, it's going to look more and more like what they're doing right now, as opposed to sitting in a classroom from 8am to 3pm.
0: Absolutely. Let's go back to, (laughs) I like it too. I like it too. Absolutely. Let's go back to the data a little bit. Um, Mm -hmm. How uh, has your product and your services changed as a result of the pandemic? Uh, I, as I understand it, you already had the ability to track remotely. I mean, that was already kind of part and yes. parcel of, of mm-hmm. what you did, but were there things that you had to pivot and change in terms of the needs maybe of the type of data that schools are looking for? Talk a little um, bit about the, that sort of sure. transition that you had to go through.
1: Sure, certainly. So a lot of the transition happened when I was out. Um, it was, it was we were having the conversations about, you know, the the overall uh, goals and, and um, kind of roadmaps and such of the business, but right before I, I left to have a baby, but, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm very impressed by my team's ability to pivot quickly because the need for student level data, uh, which was something that we knew was there anyway, that's something that we wanted to build towards was imminent. I mean, we needed to build towards it yesterday. And so my team basically changed their entire focus of where we were planning to go. Um, which had, had a little, little bit different of a focus. Um, at the time, you know, we saw a lot more emphasis on student data privacy Pre-pandemic, so we were we were really looking at that as a vision, and then when this occurred, um, all resources went into student-level data, so that the school districts could really identify by each individual student how they were learning, when they were learning, um, and, and how how that asynchronous and synchronous learning um, really created the full picture.
0: Interesting. Yeah, in some of my conversations, I've I've come to learn the difference between remote learning and online learning, right? I mean, the remote aspect was just, and this was what it was in the spring, was like, just make a connection, which if the district was able to reach all of their students, that was a a true success, considered a true success. But now we're here in the fall, the expectations are higher. Mm -hmm. And when you talk about online learning, you're talking about having a curriculum based around that dynamic, right? Uh, Talk a little bit about how your tools Um, enhance that or or assist educators in in the creation of online learning?
1: Sure. So, you know, the, the first portion, as you mentioned, the remote learning, you know, we've heard that a lot. We've been talking to a number of states who have reached out to us trying to get their hands around just making sure that students are not, the word is lost. And, and I couldn't believe that that was the word that we're using, but many states have said they have lost hundreds of thousands, if not millions of students, because they just haven't been able to make a connection. Yeah. So with catch on, um, you know, they would really be able to be more proactive with that. It wouldn't be retrospective of saying, oh my gosh, we lost. It would be, oh, wow, we don't see these students coming online. We haven't seen them engaged. They can use whatever metric that that deems that success for them and deems that engagement. But with Catch-On, you would be able to identify that very early on to be able to make those connections. And then supporting kind of where the school districts are hoping to be at right now, which which I'm glad that they are progressing into that next phase of, let's make sure there's some accountability to the learning online. Um, What our tool does is we show all the applications that students are engaged with. You can see a nice, pretty um, engagement profile for, let's, let's not use me, but you know, Uh, Bobby Smith, and you can be able to see all the apps that Bobby's engaged with. I love that you can see within that engagement profile, um, his timeline throughout the day. So you can identify not only the applications he's engaged in, but also what time of day and how those applications are being used in parallel. So he might be in Zoom. He might be in his LMS. He might be in his... um, curriculum tool i'm trying not to use names but um you know he might be in all three tools at once because all three tools are relevant to that particular course that he is engaged in on zoom um you know for mrs mrs jones's you know third grade english i don't know i'm totally making that but but i think that that's really important because what we've been calling this at catch-on is the patterns of learning How are these patterns of learning occurring in this new normal, this online environment that um, the students are having to live in right now?
0: Yeah, Uh, well, let me ask you this. So we're talking about applications that are on a a school network or a student-issued device. Um, What if uh, Johnny also has TikTok on his his iPhone at the same time? Is that something that um, you can pick up or is that your focus specifically in-network uh, on the district uh, devices.
1: Correct, in-network on district devices is our current focus, yeah.
0: Okay, all right. Uh, but that seems, at least with my beta testers here, that's an issue as well, right? In terms of mm-hmm. uh, screen time uh, and the use of uh, devices for other things. Oh, other certainly. Than, other oh than, certainly. Other than learning. Um, yeah. Talk a little bit about, uh, have you, were you able to monitor at all the, the use of screen time? Cause I mean, here at my house, it used to be get off those devices. And now yeah. that was BP and now yeah. we're in BP. <laughs> and I'm like, go get on your device. I don't care, go as, yeah. long, as long as you need. Um, yeah. And, they're, and they're, their zoom endurance is much uh, greater than mine.
1: <laughs> talk, oh,
0: about, my talk about screen time and, and the uses there. Yeah. Have you seen differences? Yeah,
1: yeah. So, so like I mentioned, you know, we are focused on in network and school issued devices. Um, you know, we are seeing the need that BYOD is emerging a, a lot more, um, you know, a lot stronger than it used to be. Um, we're we're looking into that. Uh, I'll just kind of leave that there. And when it when it comes to screen time, um, that is something that we are definitely um, looking into and trying to address as well. Um, yeah. What we want to make sure we do, because there are other providers who do talk about screen time, uh, we want to make sure we provide that with fidelity, because this data is not is not only a, you know, it used to be a luxury to have school districts would want analytics because it was just, it saved someone time, it saved someone effort, you know, it was just kind of a nice to have. And now we're in a a moment where catch on data is critical. And we want to make sure that we take that very seriously. So we see it as a need. And and we're, uh, we want to make sure that as soon as we release something of that nature to address that, that it is, it is accurate and, and it is um, something that school districts can really rely on and trust.
0: When, when I think about Catch On and uh, your products, I always think about administrators, so that this mm-hmm. data is important to administrators. I don't think about it as much as it getting down into the classroom, am, am I misinformed in that? Or is that a direction that you intend to take to where that sort of data uh, could ultimately benefit teachers as much as it does uh the back office or the front office
1: with student level data we're
0: definitely getting there yeah yeah definitely. Uh, and, and talk about how that could be a benefit to a, to a teacher
1: yeah absolutely i mean you've got the school district who is trying to make sure the students are coming online but from a, an administrative perspective, they don't have the time in the day or the ability to go contact every student who hasn't come online or hasn't shown 50 minutes of engagement today, um, but, but the teacher does. Yeah. And so providing her that um, that, that analytics, those, that, those data analytics, um, those data points in general, she could look at that and identify, or he you know, could identify those students who aren't engaging and be able to be much more proactive and um, reactive to to what that data is telling them versus an administrator who would probably be looking at that, you know, uh, you know, a, a month, a week, you know, behind, which great. Gotcha.
0: And even just uh, at, a, at a more elemental level. I don't
1: know if that answers that question. Yeah, no, it if does. <laughs> yeah,
0: no, no, absolutely. Because I'm I'm thinking about it, but even like a teacher. Uh, him or herself can look at at the effectiveness of maybe the amount of time they're spending in Zoom versus watching a a film clip or having other sort of asynchronous activity for the students and kind of build their own lesson plans by seeing what is working and what's not working right.
1: I'll tell you something interesting that I've learned Um, one of the states in particular that we've talked to and I think it's it's the best approach I've seen so far the state is looking for data to be able to um, really identify who's online and at a, at a super, super you know, macro level, trying to understand that you know, X number of students are online, Y number of students are not, and being able to kind of identify those pockets and make sure that they can help support the districts, empower the districts to improve those, those outcomes and those odds. But with the data at a much more granular level, that empowers the teachers to be able to identify, well, if the student is not physically present in the classroom, well, then we have to look to something else. We have to see if they're online. They're going to be, they're going to be present one way or another. They're going to be a a booty in a seat or they're going to, you know, or they're going to be online for, you know, 50 minutes or however, whatever that metric of success is. But I think that people are still trying to grapple at what is success what is online attendance what what yeah. is that yeah. and and i love the fact that catch on can provide that that comprehensive picture because i've heard of a lot of states saying well we can look to our lms for that that data because we think that the lms is the home base and so if they're online in their lms and they show activity in their lms well then they're present well i got to tell you my lms in uh, high school and in college especially <laughs> i logged in is when i knew there was a test score that i needed to go access, exactly you know?
0: exactly and then i
1: would have to email the professor and say i can't remember my credentials please send me a link cuz
0: i'm, but I'm on person. it all the time i'm <laughs> on it all the time i just can't remember exactly <laughs>
1: I, yeah. so you know we're definitely going to miss an entire picture if we just look at one app or a particular application or particular suite of applications or single sign on or just a subset of the usage that can happen and occur Online for a student. If we only look at that, we're missing a very large picture. And what does that cost us? Yeah. Well, that could be that the student is or is not engaged. That could be that that student is or is not counted present. That could be federal or local dollars that are lost because of it. You know, right. it's it's much more important now than than it ever was. And it's it's very interesting for catch ons need and value to have changed so dramatically in just a few months. But yeah it's exciting
0: to be in that spot. Yeah. And when you think about assessment, right. And and the new forms of assessment and getting rid of some of the old ways of of assessment, SATs and ACTs and state level. Um, But right. I mean, so, I mean, your measurements can give a more holistic picture of what a student's doing. Right. So you say Mm -hmm. you didn't just check the box and go in. We can see on the zoom that, you know, Johnny was there, but, he had his hoodie around his head and was asleep in bed <laughs> right? Right, right? as opposed right. to being yeah. active. And then it also goes back to, I don't know um, if you guys are tied into these assessment aspects or not, but the idea of badges and micro-credentials and fulfilling certain number of hours, very much a lot of professional development is like this, right? Like I, yeah. I, I went through this course, I spent this amount of time and that's something else that, that you can measure too, I guess.
1: Well, we, we have, we have the data points to be able to lend towards that. We, we yeah. don't have that currently. Um, I think we're, we're cautious. I, I just want to use that word. We're cautious. Um, before we were, we would ever be able to launch something like that. I think there needs to be a lot more data yeah. to get us there, you know, yeah. because success looks different for everybody. Sure. Um, some States believe that it's a certain number of hours online. Some States believe it's a certain number of days logged in. Um, it's, it's a, it's quite dramatic how different people are looking at this. Um,
0: yeah.
1: but, but what is the right way? I don't know if we know yet.
0: Right, right. We'll talk a little bit about, um, we did BP, we just did DP. Let's talk a little bit about AP after the pandemic. Sure. Um, what do you see, what sort of innovations that we've just discussed, do you see sticking uh, to yeah. whenever we get to that point where we're back to whatever normal is? Um, Talk a little bit yeah. about the horizons that you see there.
1: Well, you know, we we kind of joke about this in the company, but the the, the device is not going anywhere. You know, they're they're in hands like Pandora is out of the box, like yeah. the can of worms are open, and and technology not going away. We're not going to go back and say, "Hey kids, we're back in school. Here's pen and paper. Like yeah. hope that works for you. Here's that here's that textbook from twenty years ago, which is fantastic. I'm so glad that that is the case. Yeah. Um, I think it's going to change how we look at um, learning, but also teaching too. And uh, I know quite a few teachers who are friends of mine, and you know this is really changing how they They serve students, and yeah. so I, I hope that one of the big things that is addressed is this changing and evolving role of a teacher and in providing them support beyond professional development beyond professional development and said Math app to help them be able to administrate that tool better. They don't even know how to log in; they need to know how to facilitate an online learning program because this is not something that they learned in college this is not something that they did in their know, they're teaching credit hours. This is, this is brand new territory. And and we have to figure out what has worked, what has been successful, and then ensure that, you know, these models can be replicated, but we, we provide the resources to help this succeed. I I think that's kind of where we're going to go next is, okay, we're going to be retrospective. We're going to look back and say, did what we did, did what we do work? (laughs) First off, (laughs) was it a complete uh, success or was a complete flop? Right. need to evaluate and pivot from here but I really hope one of the big things that is looked at is the resources and then of course looking at the model of student success I hope that this um, forever changes how we look at how students um, how they're achieving the metrics and you know it goes beyond a score on on a test because you know that was why I created Catch On.
0: right and hopefully um, we'll stop using phrases like learning loss, you know, the, the COVID. Oh learning yeah.
1: Loss, oh yeah. And, okay. and look forward
0: um, to uh, gains uh, and, and yeah. learning gains and uh, the districts that are able to use your product and services. I know uh, benefit from it. Uh, your work is hugely important and I appreciate it and what you do. And I appreciate your time for uh, talking with me today about uh, the glass half full.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. No, and, and, you know, you're totally right. I think, I hope even a step beyond that, that it's no longer online learning it's just learning
0: yeah great well thanks again for your time jenna you're
1: welcome and happy halloween
0: yeah, you too and thanks everybody for listening and uh, in this case maybe even watching uh <laughs> our first uh, video remote possibilities so thanks for that I extra step as well it. okay <laughs> happy halloween